The week-long break ends for IU men's basketball, and now it's time for them to prove themselves on the road against Xavier tonight. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Friday, November 18th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, Jacob Rood. I want to thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. We have a packed show today because there is a packed weekend of IU Athletics. We're not messing around. We're jumping straight into it. Starting with men's basketball tonight, 6 p.m., IU travels to Xavier to play at the Centos Center. It will be on FS1. This is a series uh, that hasn't been played often. We talked about this during the offseason when this game was announced. The last meeting was 2007. Indiana lost that 80-65. to That was the Eric Gordon year. Uh, with um, DJ White, Armand Bassett, uh, all those guys, Bassett. Uh, IU, though, that is the only loss in the series. They lead 4-1. to one. Xavier is a team that has played three games so far this season, but none of them have been against good teams. Montana, who is ranked 198th on Ken Palm, is the best team Xavier has faced this season. Even with playing that very soft schedule, they are 27th in offense, 57th in defense. Um, they do, they they have a lot of live ball turnovers, um, but that is really the only kind of takeaway you can have looking at this. I mean, it's hard to really have definitive takeaways when the ranking of their opponents have been 287th, 198th, 217th. Morgan State, Montana, Fairfield. I have absolutely no idea what to make of this Xavier team outside of what we already know. We know that they have some height to them. Uh, They have a number of bigs that are going to make things difficult for Indiana. Um, I would imagine there's going to be a pretty big test on IU's three-point shooting tonight. Colby Jones, though, one of the top players for Xavier, was injured this week. Um undetermined as I record this Thursday night, if he's going to play or not, it'd be a big loss, uh, without him. Uh, we will see if he does play. Um, it, like I said, that that's a, it's a big question mark in this game, but ultimately more than anything, this is a big test for Indiana to, to prove that they deserve a lot of this preseason hype, this belief that people have in them. Um, this will be their first big test. Here's a stat from Zach Osterman of the Indy Star. The last time Indiana won a true non-conference road game against a team that finished top 40 in Ken Palm's ranking at the end of the season. It's a lot of qualifiers, but that basically is the last time IU went on the road and beat a really good team in a true non-conference road game was November 18th, 2001 against Charlotte. Um... It's been a while. 
This could be that right now. Uh, Xavier is kind of teetering on that line. They are 36th uh, in Ken Palm. They're right outside the top 25 in the polls. So Xavier's right around there. It's a good early, a good test early in the season. And we'll see if the Hoosiers can pass that test. Now, I know this is early, but on Sunday, IU plays again. So your brief little preview of that is that IU is going to play Miami of Ohio at 5.30 p.m. in Indianapolis at Gamebridge Fieldhouse on Big Ten Network. Uh, a series that these two teams have actually played a couple of times. IU leads it 13-1. to uh, The one win for Miami came in 1983. Um, there is not a single box score. The last time these two played was 1994. Before that was 1989. It looks like they had a pretty regular series through the 70s and 80s. That's where 10 of those or 12 of those 14 games were played. But these two teams have not met since 1994. So there are no remotely recent matchups. Miami on Ken Palm. um, Another team that there is not much known about. But they are 288th in Ken Palm. Their one win, their one and three on the season came against Goshen, which is not a uh, not a ranked team, not a Division One team. Uh, they played Evansville and lost Georgia Marshall. This is a really bad defense, a generally bad team. They don't rebound the ball well. Uh, the only thing they do particularly well is shoot free throws. Everything else, they are a pretty bad team. That should not be nearly as much of a test for Indiana. You would hope that that game is much more of a blowout. It's going to be an interesting weekend because if I were to guess, this is Mike Woodson maybe replicating a NCAA tournament weekend a little bit. There's a little extra travel, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, But to play a game on a Friday night, turn around and play on a Sunday night, That's exactly what you would theoretically do in the NCAA tournament. So I would imagine that's kind of the gist of what he's wanting to do here. Get guys some familiarity with that quick turnaround, having to scout a new team and learn about them with one day in between the two games. So it's going to be interesting to see what type of response Indiana has to Friday's game, whether it's a win or a loss. That's either going to be kind of a, a pretty big high with a with a really good road win or a low having lost on the road to a team that you probably should beat. Uh, either way, the response is something I'm going to be watching out for. It, it's, it's hard sometimes to come back after a pretty big win uh, and immediately play and, and not be a little bit sloppy. So I... <laughs> Miami's so bad that um, that's probably why they're in this slot. Uh, But at the same time, if Indiana loses, I want to see them come out and beat the brakes off somebody. So it's going to be an interesting uh, weekend for IU men's basketball. They are favored by three points heading into the game against Xavier on Sunday, or excuse me, tonight. Uh, on bet online there is no line out for sunday's game there probably won't be for a while for the record ken palm has indiana winning by two with a 59 percent win probability on friday and then winning by a lot more than that 26 on sunday 
with a 99% win probability. So IU gets through this game against Xavier. Um, Sunday looks like a far easier task, but big test. This is what we've all kind of been spending the week eyeing is this big game against Xavier. If you want some more kind of talk about this game, I appeared on Locked On College Basketball today with Andy Patton, who we had on last week, to preview this game a little bit, talk about the matchup, and also talk about Malik Renew. Uh, he's been a lot of fun and trying to get his name out there to uh, the public because he's going to have some some coming out parties here uh, with IU schedule later on in the year. Now, we're through men's basketball. Women's basketball played on Thursday night, came away with a win. We're going to talk about that, preview their game on Sunday, as well as men's soccer. Is, uh, we know their opponent for Sunday. So let's fly through this and get through this jam-packed segment. Uh, before we do that, let's talk about Underdog, the sponsor of today's episode. Underdog is a, a super fun app to use. I've really uh, taken a liking to it of late. You can use it in college football or college basketball pick'em. Um, that is a very fun way to add some spice to uh, your college football game days as you're sitting on the couch and watching the Big Ten or IU or just whatever it is that you're watching. It's really simple. You pick a player and you pick whether you're uh, you're taking the over or the under on their stat. So maybe it's 271 passing yards for Connor Bazelak, who we don't even know if he's starting. Uh, you can take the over or the under on that. You can do that up to five times. You have to do it across two games. Bet some money. If you hit all five, uh, you win up to, I believe, 20 times your money. You can stop before that. Depends on how risky you're feeling, but it's a really fun way to... Like I said, add some more spice to the games you're already going to be sitting and watching on Saturdays. Sign up with the promo code Locked On, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 for free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store. That's what I was looking at my phone uh, to try to pull up the Indiana lines. They are not on there. Uh, but you can go to, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code Locked On, one word. Try that out this weekend. Get in on the college football pickup action today. Let's talk some women's basketball. They return to the court on Thursday night against Bowling Green. As I get the stats pulled up here, a dominant victory in this one. 96 to 61 is your final. IU did not struggle in this game really at any point. They jumped out ahead by 18 in the first quarter and scored at least 20 points in every quarter, one going away in this one. number of different things you can look at. For one, I think this is a really good response to a really big win. I just mentioned it with the men's team, wanting to see the response they would have on Sunday if they get a win or a loss. IU just had this huge win on the road against Tennessee, a lot of attention being thrown their way to come out. And from the get-go, just take it to Bowling Green and not let this game be close at any point was a sign of a very kind of mature team, which this IU team, even if it's a lot of new pieces, it's a lot of veteran pieces. So mature, I think, is the, the word I would use to describe this performance. A very balanced attack in this one. Six different players in double figures. Sarah Scalia led the way with 17. 
Mackenzie Holmes had 16 and 8. Grace Berger had 14, 6, and 4. Uh, perhaps the best showing of the night off the bench. Sydney Parrish continues to look, excuse me, phenomenal. 11 points, 10 rebounds, uh, an assist, plus 28 in 19 minutes. Super active. I, I think something I did not realize about her game is how good she is rebounding and just being active and all around the court. I think uh, at least I was guilty of kind of pigeonholing her as this shooter that IU was going to need, which she can be and at times has been. Uh, but that was very much me underselling how impactful she is all over the court. She's been incredible um, and a real spark plug off the bench for Indiana. Turnovers were the one thing you could look at and say that was maybe a bit of a problem for Indiana. They had 18 of them, and I mean, Bowling Green only scored six points off of them, but still, it's probably too many. It's not been a problem this season, though, so I'm willing right now to write it off as a kind of one-game blip. Indiana, though, dominated in ways you would expect. 54 points in the paint, 28 points off the bench. Um, Just a, a really... Impressive win. Shout out to Caitlin Peterson, who got some uh, playing time with kind of the regular rotation on Thursday. Six points on three or four shooting, but four steals. Uh, I thought she played really well defensively, looked really good. These are the types of games where you can um, play your way into some more playing time in, in the games that might matter a little bit more. She did well to do that one on Thursday. Now, IU's going to head back out to the court on Sunday as well. They will play at home at 1 p.m. against Quinnipiac. Um, I think I'm saying that right. It'll be at Assembly Hall on BTN+. Plus. It's going to be a little bit of a tricky game. Uh, it was last season. For those that remember, IU barely, and that's an exaggeration, they kind of barely escaped this game last season. It was on the road. It uh, Quinnipiac is in Connecticut. That was a tough uh, team the Hoosiers played last season. It was not a particularly fun game. Indiana trailed for a portion of it, uh, more than a portion of it. Uh, there was a third quarter run that gave way to Indiana kind of controlling the game in the fourth quarter and taking over i believe it was a an and one from nicole cardano hillary um grace Berger had some big shots as well so it was a game the hoosiers had to uh i don't know if survive is necessarily the right word but they had to fight for that one coming into this one um indiana this is a better indiana team we'll see how much better quinnipiac is but at home with this Indiana team, um, I I think this should be a much more comfortable outing on uh, Sunday. It's going to be interesting for Indiana when you look at the poll, and we might discuss this a little bit more uh, for Monday's episode when we're not trying to shove everything in here, but the Iowa women's team was upset on uh, Thursday, they lose to Kansas state. Iowa has not had a particularly convincing start to the season. So the Hoosiers having won that big game against Tennessee 
Uh, having started out the season really strong, they were already 12th in the uh, in the nation. Iowa losing, Indiana winning, looking strong. We could be looking at a top 10 Indiana team uh, once the polls are released next week. That would be, I mean, that's huge. So uh, Indiana, if they're able to pick up this victory um, on Sunday and continue this undefeated start, it could lead to a pretty high ranking on Monday as we open up a new week. Texas also among those teams that lost. Uh, so it could be really interesting for Indiana on Monday, assuming they're able to take care of business against Quinnipiac. Let's uh, real quick talk about the IU men's soccer team. They found out their opponent on Thursday night. They will play St. Louis in the NCAA tournament on Sunday at noon. Uh, it will be at Bill Armstrong Stadium. It will be on ESPN+. Plus. This is um, St. Louis, I should say, won 4-2 over Memphis in overtime. Uh, so uh, a St. Louis team that's going to be maybe a little bit tired, having played a um, overtime game a couple days before traveling to face IU. This is a series that these two teams have played a lot Uh, 23 wins, 9 losses for Indiana, 4 ties. IU, though, currently on a 6-game winning streak. These are two kind of old-school blue bloods. Uh, Maybe not even old-school, just kind of the blue bloods of men's soccer. Uh, The Hoosiers have dominated the series recently, though recently is kind of a loose term. The last time they played was 2016. They won 5 nothing. They won on a golden goal in 2015. Uh, they won 2014, 2012, 2011, 08. The last St. Louis win came in 2007. So the Hoosiers are looking to continue that dominance. This is going to be a interesting game, uh, but one that the Hoosiers should feel pretty confident in. But we've seen before, and we saw on Thursday, I'll mention here in a minute, that anything could happen in soccer and in this NCAA tournament. The Hoosiers have both been the kind of, um, they've been on both sides of that, basically. They've been upset. They've been the ones doing the upsetting. In the Big Ten on Thursday, Maryland won 5-2 over Fairleigh Dickinson. Ohio State won 3-0 over Wake Forest. But Rutgers, who won the Big Ten tournament over IU, lost to Penn 3-0. So there's your example of just how quickly Things can go awry, and in some ways, um, Coach Yeagley will be looking at that and kind of pointing to that as saying, don't overlook these teams. If you're in the NCAA tournament, especially at this point where you've won a game, you're a talented team, so don't overlook them. So deep breath. This is a busy, busy weekend. Here's your rundown day by day of the weekend. Tonight, IU plays Xavier uh, in men's basketball at 6 p.m., Saturday, we did not even mention the football game because all of Thursday's episode was a preview for the football game. That will be on Saturday. Sunday, IU soccer against St. Louis. That kicks off at noon. An hour later, IU women's basketball versus Quinnipiac. That tips off at 1. Later that evening, after both games are done, IU versus Miami of Ohio at 530 on Big Ten Network. 
exhale. Now, why did I jam all this into two segments? Because Tom Allen had one heck of a rant about NIL, and I think we really need to talk about it because I think that he made some very interesting points, and he went kind of viral for his, his thoughts, and I think we need to dedicate an entire segment to it. Before we dedicate that whole segment to it, though, let's talk about one of our other sponsors today, Nugenics. Feeling like you just can't get in shape? It's not your fault. As men age, our bodies naturally lose free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to every man and you can make it and can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic or active. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like testofen. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Nugenics Total Tea is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Nugenics Total Tea can help re-energize your life and help you get back the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior you, you used to be. Now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape fast, absolutely free. Text COLLEGE to 231231. That's COLLEGE to 231231. Disclaimer, texting enrolls you into the recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Let's talk about Tom Allen and these comments about NIL. So at his radio show on Thursday, and this happened after I recorded Thursday's episode, so I could not mention them for that episode. Uh, At his radio show, though, he talked about NIL. It was a question he was kind of asked because for those that did not see, uh, there was an anonymous donor who basically pledged to match all donations up to a million dollars from now until the end of the year. And the Indy Star reported that uh, this is more, while it's basically to the whole program, the money's going to go toward football. And it's going to benefit football. Uh, So Tom Allen was asked about that. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Mason Williams with Indiana Rivals who grabbed this video. It's a long video. It's about eight minutes long, but here's the kind of cliff notes version of what Tom Allen talked about. Uh, IU is miles behind in NIL is the Genesis or is not the Genesis, the, the general takeaway of this. He said there are eight players on roughly 150 K in NIL deals. I'm going to assume, and I could be wrong here, but that is uh, 150 a piece, which would be about 1.2 million. I don't think it is eight players on $150,000 in total, which would be really bad. Either way, uh, phrasing aside, he referenced Ryan day of Ohio state talking about how it would take about $13 million in NIL money to keep his Buckeyes roster together. And he did not say that to scoff at it he said that to more or less say yeah that makes sense that seems about right so that is a there's a huge gap even if it's eight players 150k a piece 
You're looking at a little over a million dollars. 13 million is what it takes to compete with the big boys. IU is never going to touch $13 million in NIL bunny. Not in its current state. I don't know that it ever will. There's a lot of middle room between 1.2 and 13 million. And so he was basically saying if IU wants to compete at the level that fans and, and others want them to uh, compete at, it's going to take a lot more investment. An NIL investment is fan investment. The school cannot put NIL money in here. They There might be some back-channel conversations. I'm not naive enough to think that part doesn't happen, but the school cannot put money into NIL. That has to be donors, fans. That has to be outside of the school. Now, at the same time, the school needs to put more money into the program. Dylan Powell, who was a starting offensive lineman on that 2020 team, was at IU for a number of years as a lineman, um, a, a valuable member of that team. He had this to say. He replied to the video uh, on Twitter and said, quote, it helps to have an athletic department that actually invests in the program to keep building the momentum off of several record-breaking years. It is asinine to think a program in the toughest division in college football can compete without that same firepower budget or facilities. There has been, I, I agree with everything Dylan Powell said. IU football, in some ways, I will say IU football is a little bit unlucky that their best season, not ever, but since the 60s, came in a year where fans could not be there because you bet your bottom dollar Memorial Stadium would have been sold out, they would have been raking in money, and they would have seen financial success from that season um so it's a bit of bad luck there i'll acknowledge that but dylan's not wrong this has been a, a problem before tom allen it's and it's shaping up to be a problem after tom allen because right now iu football is kind of stuck in the cyclical nature um there was i think too much Tom Allen does not have the uh, the ear of the fan right now, basically. Um, if he would have said this in 2020, it would be really interesting. If he had came out, which obviously he couldn't, but suppose the circumstances were different, and this was on the heels or late in that 2020 season where we're winning a ton. Tom Allen is this awesome guy. We just beat Wisconsin. He goes on his radio show and has this rant. Um. I think he would have gotten a lot more support. I think, and that's just the nature of sports. If you're winning, people like you. If you're losing, you're not. I think there was a little bit too much in the reaction to this of people just kind of writing this off as like, yeah, he makes some points, but go win games, basically. Uh, various ways of saying that. That's not how this is going to work because the cyclical nature that IU is stuck in right now looks something like this. It starts with IU Athletics is not spending money on the football program. Because they're not spending money on the football program, you, they can't hire good coaches. And that's been a, a problem. That's probably one of the ways that you see it most is that when IU is looking to hire coordinators uh, or things of that nature, 
they, I mean, Tom Allen has to take a pay cut to fire an offensive coordinator. Whether he had to, Tom Allen took a pay cut to fire an offensive coordinator. IU isn't spending on the program. Because of that, uh, players aren't developing. Whether it's through the coaches not being good enough, through um, the facilities not being good enough, through the budget not being good enough, the players aren't developing. Because the players aren't developing, they're struggling, and you're not winning games, which is the problem IU is currently in, in which they have, for the last two seasons, just been awful. Five wins over the last two seasons. Because the players are struggling and don't win games, fans don't want to invest money into the team or time or anything like that. They would rather complain and not invest into it, which I'm not sitting here and I'm pointing fingers at myself. I, I've sat here and complained about the team as well. But because I the fans aren't putting money or time into a losing team, they're not showing up to games, the stadium is not ever full, IU is not spending money on the program that's not supported by the fans. So it's just this big circle. Now there are branches off of that that are problems as well, but that's just kind of this circle IU is stuck in. And the only way out of it is somebody has to take a leap of faith, whether it's the program taking a leap of faith and saying, Tom Allen got us there once. We have to start investing money to help him. Here's a bunch of money. Go hire a coaching staff, go uh, improve the facilities, go without, or with this bigger recruiting budget, whatever it is, here's more money. Get us back to the, that level. Or it's the fans saying, you know what? They're right. We need to invest the money. We're getting lapped by all these other teams. Here's a bunch of NIL money. Let's start donating this money. And especially right now where it's being matched by a donor, let's get this NIL money in there so that we can start landing recruits so that we can start being better on the field. And then hopefully IU will start spending money again. Until one of those things happens, IU stuck in this circle. And... Tom Allen, I mean, I've sat here and said that I I wouldn't be surprised at this point if he's fired after this season, uh, after his buyout goes down. But replacing Tom Allen isn't breaking that circle. I mean, it's going to be the same thing because if I use spending the money on his buyout, you think that they're also going to pony up for a, a big-time coach? They're going to try to fire find some mid-major coordinator or mid-major um coach up and comer and try to strike gold there um they're not going to pony up for some anyone big or anything like that even though we're we're in this money making big 10 and we're in the big 10 east where we're always on tv so something has to happen to to break that wheel to break the the constant cycle that iu is in and look i like i said tom allen right now doesn't probably have enough cachet for this message to really land home like it should, but he's right. IU can't compete financially right now in football. It just, they are miles behind everyone in terms of NIL, in terms of budget. And that's the problem with IU football right now is that um, it's not going to get any better without somebody investing into this. We've seen the highs Indiana can reach, but these lows are going to continue to kind of be where where we find ourselves 
especially in this NIL era of football? Why would you come to Indiana and play and not be able to get really any NIL money when you can go to an SEC school or a different Big Ten school and get NIL money and play there? Indiana's falling way behind in this race. And so in some ways it was frustrating to hear Tom Allen. Um, I mean, to some people it might've been frustrating to hear Tom Allen kind of blaming something else. That doesn't mean he wasn't right. So it's an interesting position Indiana football's in right now. Not a very fun one, but uh, somebody has to take that leap of faith to get us out of this, this hole that we're in right now. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow, or not tomorrow, on Monday to recap this wild week. It's going to be another wild show on Monday. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, all of that awesome stuff. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great weekend. Hope the Hoosiers make it a very fun weekend for us across the board. And as always, Elio.